Ava Voice Podcast, where your voice is more than a melody. Join us in planting seeds in a growing field. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Able Voice Podcast with Kim and Haley. Hello! <laughs> Today, we are so excited to be joined by the wonderful Tamara Lesnar-Rovette uh, to talk about what this past year and a half has been like for all of us. Hi, Tamara! Hello, hello, ladies. So nice to be back. Yeah, so nice to have you. How are you doing? How how have things been? They haven't stopped since March 2020. <laughs> how are you? Uh, yeah, I, I can relate to that. It's been a, a constant whirlwind, I think, um, ebbs and flows. For sure, yeah. I think it's, it's definitely been nonstop in the sense of we've constantly had to reevaluate and, and do things differently. So for, for us, you know, parts of our sessions had stopped when we talked about that with you the last time you were on the podcast, but we were doing other things to kind of balance that out. And so we just kept going and going and going. And honestly, I don't even think I took a break. Mm. Um, until I, I took Christmas for two weeks and I, I had to like really tell myself to take a break <laughs> during that two weeks. I think one week I kind of half worked while I wasn't seeing actual clients. And then the other week I took off to spend really like just enjoying the holiday, but mm. enjoying the holiday in quotes, <laughs> because whatever it looked like it was just, yeah. In well, here in Ontario, we were in, I want to say the first stay at home order. That yeah. Yeah. I remember it going into effect like on Boxing Day or something like that. So we were in restrictions. And then as soon as uh, Christmas actually finished, it was like, okay, back into full on. Yeah. It was really strange. It was really it was. strange. It had just gone back into facility right before mm. Christmas. And then we went on another lockdown right after Christmas. And then in the new year, we started again, full force, back in long-term right. care. So it was like up, down, up, down, up, down, <laughs> keeping mm-hmm. everybody on their toes. And so I know you can relate to that. Did you ever stop going into facility? Um, I'm primarily pediatric, so not a lot of long-term care. I do work in one group home. That group home, we can get to this later, is the reason why I got double vaccinated so quickly. Woo! Woohoo! We'll get to <laughs> I would say that starting May 2020, we started transitioning clients back to in-person rather slowly. I cannot tell you how grateful I am to be a member of the CRPO. Mm-hmm. Because that has allowed me to be deemed a regulated healthcare provider, an essential healthcare worker, and my company in practice has been an essential service, which means that through the lockdowns, through the stay-at-home orders, we were able to continue to see clients in person. So in that regard, nothing really changed for us in terms of seeing clients or caseloads. We'd have the odd families or so would give it online or come back. But most importantly, we were able to continue that routine through all these openings and closures and openings and closures. So we've kind of just been trekking on. Mm. In terms of long-term care, um, the one home I work at is very strict. 
it looks like just now we're recording this at the end of June. In a couple weeks, it looks like I will be able to start resuming sessions in person. Yay. The group home I've been at got me special permission after I got my first vaccination because all the residents, workers, et cetera, got theirs. I got special permission from the Ministry of Health to return to the group home. So I've pretty much been back the whole year. There was a little bit of the winter there when we were online, but I'd say from March onwards, I've been going into the group home, obviously with PPE. And yeah, things haven't really stopped. In fact, they've gotten busier because parents are like, could we have sessions two days a week? Could we have them four days a week? We have no school right now. We have nothing to do with our kids. Thank goodness you guys are still open. Nothing else is open. Thank goodness you're able to see us in person. Our kids need the interaction. Our kids need to get away from the screens. So, in fact, we've actually been busier than before. Wow. That's crazy. (laughs) It's crazy to think about. Mm -hmm. Um, Do you think that online and telehealth is here to stay in in your company? Yes, I do. Um, Telehealth, no pun intended, has been instrumental (laughs) in keeping up with session consistency. So Mm -hmm. our families have the option to sign off on a consent form, whether or not they would like telehealth in the event of illness, in the event of inclement weather, um, in the event that a child has to self-isolate, if they test positive for COVID, It has been amazing. And usually at the end of the year, a lot of families have sessions to make up. We have cut that number of makeup sessions exponentially by the sheer fact that we've been able to just transfer kids online. The majority of our clients, don't get me wrong, there are some who absolutely, for various reasons, cannot do online. But to have telehealth as an option, if it's a snowy day, if the kid has a cold, if the kid has to self-isolate for two weeks because they've been deemed a close contact, we can just shift and pivot and move and be flexible. And I think, if anything, it's taught me how to be more flexible. So I do, in my company, believe that telehealth is permanent and here to stay. It is not my preferred method. I will be fully transparent about that. I would most definitely rather be in person mm-hmm. with all my clients. It is a great alternative and it works when we need it to work and we still do have some clients who are online but now my entire team is pretty much double vaccinated post two weeks so we're seeing even that last yeah we're seeing those kind of last families saying okay we're all double vaxxed great let's return to in-person amazing oh yeah was it a struggle for your for your whole team to get their their vaccinations like No, um, for me, because I worked in a congregate care setting, these are all, you know, new terms that we've learned throughout the pandemic among many, (laughs) but because the group home is considered a congregate care setting for individuals with special needs, um, I actually went earlier to another region, the region that the group home is in, got my first dose, and about a week or so after I got my first dose, my team in the region that our clinic is situated were also able to. I provided them all letters saying that they're essential service workers, that they work with children and teenagers with special needs, 
and for various reasons, some of them cannot be seen online and they all went and they all got it. And then all our second doses got moved up. So mine got moved up about a month and a half. Um, my region contacted me and said, because you work in a congregate care setting, you're eligible to get your vaccine sooner. Email us back. I'm like, absolutely. Um, but in the region where our clinic is, they're also bumping up and expediting second doses. So no, I did not find it hard. But when I got my first dose, people weren't getting them as quickly. Now it's like just boom, 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 like shots in arms. And <laughs> it's just been so nice. Like we had a barbecue outside with friends who were fully vaccinated. It was like, we could breathe. It was like this sense of normalcy that I don't mm -hmm. think a lot of us have felt for such a long time. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how deep we want to get into this part of the conversation because I know there's lots of controversy around the vaccination and all of this, but I, I just wonder from your perspective, because of the conversations that are being had, that there are some therapists that are being isolated because they can't go into work because they don't want to get the vaccine and they don't want to feel forced to get the vaccine. But what you're saying, what I'm hearing from your experience, it's been a really beneficial thing for you and the rest of your team to get done so that they're able to go in and be active facilitators in person. I have very strong opinions about vaccines. I'm very much a pro-vaxxer. I believe that unless you have a legitimate medical reason why you cannot get the vaccine, I don't comprehend why people would choose not to get something that could not eradicate COVID or prevent you from getting it completely, but can significantly reduce your chances mm -hmm. of contracting COVID. And if you do, it's very mild. It is beyond my comprehension why people would not take something that is available to them readily. I am a strong believer in science. I really am. And this goes back to even as a mom, you know, do you vaccinate your child? Do you not vaccinate your child? Well, why would I want to put my child through something that could be prevented? Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, I believe that I was having a conversation with another colleague about this the other day that a lot of the vaccine mandates are not coming from owners and directors of companies like me. They're coming from the Ministry of Health. And I think that, you know, looking a few months down the line, you're going to be hard pressed to be able to do any in-person work in long-term care settings, working with any vulnerable populations, unless you are fully vaccinated. I already know that the school mandates are saying, if you wish to continue teaching in person, you must be fully vaccinated by January, 2022, or you will be online or we do not have a position for you. I know people have consulted with lawyers, myself included, who have said, you are legally entitled to deny someone a job opportunity if they choose not to get vaccinated. Vaccinations are here. They're readily available. We live in a privileged country where in Canada, they are really coming out. Like I think our vaccination rate at this point is one of the fastest. Mm -hmm. I think it's going to be very difficult for music therapists in the future who choose not to get vaccinated to be able to continue working. Yeah. 
it comes back to that adaptability piece that you were talking about earlier and how we've learned that through the pandemic. As a music therapist, I think that's a skill that we naturally have. And this is just one added layer to that um, for people to consider and, and try to adapt to within this new climate. I'm just going to say I, I do have an autoimmune condition and I chose to get vaccinated. And a lot of people with any sort of health condition, I'm actually unsure if there are any medical conditions where you cannot receive the COVID vaccine. But, yeah. you know, I checked with my doctor and they said, you're good to go. Yeah, I mean, that's what that's where the responsibility comes. I think we need to do our due diligence to, to chat with our our doctors. Um, I am very highly asthmatic. <laughs> so I also chose to get the vaccine, you know, and even it helped my mindset going in back into facilities. So not only was it then protecting the people that I was going to see, but it was going to help protect me. So that's the other point as well with vaccinations, right? Vaccinations are to protect ourselves, but they're also to protect those around us who may not legitimately be able to get vaccinated, right? That's what vaccines are here for. Absolutely. It kind of brings me back to the thought of what we were talking about in our last podcast episode about the dual relationships that you hold. You talked about on one hand, you have this you know, going on as a business owner, as a clinician, on the other hand, you know, thinking about your role as a parent to Mason. How is Mason? Mason is just grand. He will be eight and a half next week at the time of recording. He just finished grade three and grade four math. To put that into context, he is a chronological age where he should be in grade two, finishing grade two. You know, for a kid who struggles with transitions, he really did manage the in-person versus Zoom quite well. I'm really proud of him, but even his school wrote us a memo and said, please keep the kids off <laughs> Zoom this summer. Let them go outside. Mason's doing well. And we just got a new puppy who's super cute. And so Mason's having fun with that. Um, and he's gearing up. He'll be going into grade four and grade five math in the fall at his incredible, amazing school where the teachers, therapists, everyone were just so nurturing and caring and helped all the kids navigate this crazy school year. Yeah, it's it's been a lot. I mean, it's been a lot for all of us, I know, but I often think about the kiddos and like you said, especially uh, some kiddos who... Um, who struggle with transitions or who need that extra, extra support there at can it was likely a very challenging year. So I'm glad to hear that Mason. Thank you. I mean, not only that, but when Mason comes to me and says, I want my age group to be available for the COVID vaccine. I don't want to have to worry about COVID anymore. And it just breaks my heart, you know, that this is what it's come to. And he says, I don't want to wear masks anymore. I don't want to have to social distance from my friends. I mean, this is not stuff that kids should have to endure. But again, he was a champ. He really was a champ. In person, on Zoom, he showed such resiliency, such perseverance. I'm very, very proud of him. By no means has it been easy. Yeah, not at all. 
But again, I'm privileged. My well, Mark and I, my husband Mark and I, are privileged that we do have my mother who has stepped up and has helped with childcare because Marcus was still working full time from home and he still is actually. And then he was in the building as well. So Mark's been working full time. I'm working full time. So we are privileged that we have my mom and my dad who were, who just said, yes, like we'll help out wherever we can. So that's been super helpful. My heart goes out to all the full-time parents who are working and who were managing zoom school at home it is not easy i have done it many many times it is not easy i'm very happy and very very grateful that we had the help through all of that and continue to have that help yeah it sounds like that's a really crucial piece and it was making me again come back to this dual relationship that you hold of someone who's trying to keep a, a business afloat and thriving and pivoting so quickly um who's also a mother who also you know has your own things going on in life and so i wonder what that has been like for you has there been space for me time or for breaks or how have you been hanging on i wish i had some sort of wise answer for <laughs> you i really do it, it's been hard i'm i'm just exhausted I'm just simply exhausted. I think I'm at this point just beyond the point of burnout. I'm just exhausted. I've done everything to keep the business afloat and thriving, which it is, and have Mason's needs met. Yes, it all takes a village. I have um, my associates and my assistant director in the business that have helped a lot. I have my parents and my family who have been able to help out and now with all of us being double vaccinated it's become even easier so we can have many more visits and they don't necessarily have to be social distance now which is such a welcomed relief i don't know how a lot of people are going to recover from this collective burnout that i think everyone's feeling and it's been tough the winter was very tough. I think the spring when we went back into a stay-at-home order was very tough. Now I just kind of feel like, you know, a fog has lifted. I actually cried when I got my second vaccine because I was so relieved. And it was this breath like, okay, at least now if I know, God forbid, I'm exposed. I'm not required to isolate for 14 days. Go get tested get the negative result, go on your merry way. And for my husband to have that too, and my whole family, it's, it's a breath of fresh air. And that's when I felt that kind of fog start to lift when we could say, okay, we're double vaccinated post two weeks. Don't get me wrong. We're still very much wearing PPE. And when I'm working, it's like PPE central, but there is this sense of relief. And especially as our clients are getting vaccinated, those who are eligible based on age, parents are getting vaccinated because that only helps protect those clients as well. It has been a breath of fresh air and it has been such a relief. I put one foot in front of the other and I've been managing. Yeah, one foot in front of the other. I think that's kind of the only thing that we could have done throughout this and uh, when there's so much uncertainty and when I think you, you've said this to me um, outside of our recording but uh, 
checking in of, okay, yeah, take a break. How are you self-caring? How are you taking care of yourself? And the response is often, I, I, I don't have the space for that right now. I need to take, uh, I need to take care of my family. I need to take care of my business. And it's tricky to self-care or to take care of ourselves in the midst of a pandemic when we're trying so deeply to create space to take care of others. Absolutely. And I mean, at the end of the day, it comes down to the very basics. Have I drank today? Water. Okay. Those are two very different things, but you know, am I hydrated? Yeah. Have I eaten? Have I gotten enough sleep? Have I moved my body? I mean, it's really this pandemic has kind of stripped everything down and taken us to the sheer basics of self-care. Have I gotten outside today? That's a huge one when a lot of us, you know, at least at the beginning of the pandemic, we're spending all of our days online. So it's the basics. And now as things start to ease, you know, hopefully there will be more space. Again, you know, because we have the help of my parents, we have had a little bit more space. But if Mason's with my parents, Mark and I are working. So I don't really have this like wonderful answer for you because I think and I think that's, that's okay. like everyone else. I think we're all like, it's okay not to be okay. We're all in this collective struggling and collective burnout that I think is going to last far beyond, mm -hmm. you know, when the pandemic settles. Yeah. And, and I think that all we can do right now is just take one day at a time, one decision at a time in the day <laughs> sometimes. And it's just, I can, I can really say that you, I, I'm really grateful to you because as a, as an omnivert, self-proclaimed omnivert, I really do not enjoy um, reaching out to people online like that's not the thing that I like to do I like to have in-person connection with people and really um was was starved of that during the pandemic and you are somebody who just like you really go out there and and <laughs> you make it a point to connect with the people that are within your network and that you care about um and so I just want to publicly say thank you for that because some of those interactions um really got me through a really down time during that 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 isolated portion of the pandemic um, you are so welcome and I think another really important point to make is that through this pandemic I am so thankful to the entire music therapy community we are a very very special community and what I love is that we all check in on each other we all help we've all helped each other navigate various ethical dilemmas consent forms um ppe rules and regulations we've all been there for each other including you Haley, and you kim absolutely <laughs> we've had many a conversation outside of this recording but I am so grateful that we have such a wonderful music therapy community and we're all there for each other. And we've all been helping each other through this pandemic, clinically or otherwise. Yeah.
I'm Kimberly Dolan, and I'm a Canadian singer-songwriter and certified music therapist. Music has always been my form of expression. I write songs and improvise to help me process or to simply feel whatever it is I'm feeling, challenging or exciting. This deep connection to music is what ultimately led me to my work as a music therapist, and my work as a therapist is what led me back to my own music. I was craving that outlet for my own self-care and fulfillment, and I'm so grateful to have this platform to be able to do so and to share it with all of you. My new album, Porcelain Doll, is now available everywhere, so head to your favorite streaming platform and give it a listen. You can also visit basementworldrecords.com to purchase the full album. Follow me on Instagram at Kimberly Dolan Music to stay connected, and we'll see you there. Now let's get back to the episode. I think that it's it's okay for us not to know exactly what the steps are for self-care. Kim and I have already talked about several times that it's changed so much in the course of the pandemic. It's changed so much from when we started. We One of our very first episodes was about self-care with the podcast, and it's changed exponentially since then. Um, and I think that has been heightened by the you know, the reduced options that we have due to being at home for extended periods of time. And I don't know about you, but there was a period of time where I just got bored. I got caught up in that TikTok train. I got caught up in the Netflix watching. Um, <laughs> I got caught up in all of the things that you can get caught up in when you're at home uh, all the time. So I'm wondering if there are any special skills and talents that you have learned during the course of this pandemic? Well, I can clean and disinfect my entire studio space now in under 15 minutes. 15 minutes? I mean, I wonder if there's a world record for that. Just thinking that exact same thing. (laughs) I don't know, but these are the skills we've learned. I can now sing in an N95 mask and a face shield. Mm-hmm. Uh, for probably three to four hours at a time. Yeah, that is a significant skill. It took me a long time to build up that tolerance yes. with asthma. It's oh, for crazy. sure with asthma. I mean, I think asthma would make it even that much harder. Mm-hmm. I yeah. think the biggest thing is just to see the resiliency, to see how um, this isn't really my skill, I mean, I pretty much have been working through the whole pandemic, so I haven't had much downtime. I'm looking forward somewhere along the line to a very well-earned vacation. Yes. Which I need very, very badly. Um, And taking those small moments of space. I mean, the pandemic has kind of forced everyone to slow down. And when you're like me, like type A, go, go, go. 
didn't slow down that much for me if I'm being transparent and I'm again, very, very, very grateful for that. It's taking the small moments, going for a walk around the block. I have a Starbucks around the corner, getting Starbucks, um, being able to go to my grandparents' pool to have a swim, having movie nights where Mason insists we Uber Eats Cineplex popcorn to the house, um, which we have done. Um, really appreciating what we have, spending a lot more time outside, getting out. Um, it, it has in a way forced me to slow down a little bit in terms of my personal life. Business is just go, go, go. And we just wrapped up the school year and we're right on into summer term. But I think as a person, it has really kind of had me slow down and reevaluate what's important, what's not important, which relationships are important what values I have and just, you know, taking, not taking things for granted, like going to a restaurant to drink on a patio, getting my hair done. You know, these, these little things that, you know, are finally here starting to come back as of today, actually. Yay! <laughs> was that a skill that you were able to learn during the pandemic or, or your husband like dying your own hair was that a task that you know. did do you ever have to cut his hair uh, yes but i was doing that pre-pandemic uh. it's just a buzzer and i do it um mason is a whole other story um no i do not trust anyone else with my hair except for my hairdresser so no <laughs> Nope, I've let it grow out and I'll be going, I believe next Friday I'm going. Yeah, it's going to be such a luxury. I don't, I can't uh, remember the last time. Just appreciating the little things, but it's funny because even though we're all online and apart, I'm feeling like even with, you know, friendships, we're all checking in with each other more. We're all helping each other out. Um, and it's, it's not been easy. It has certainly not been easy. But it's just learning how to really slow down and appreciate, you know, my family, that we're all healthy. That now my immediate family and extended family, all those who are age eligible, are all double vaccinated. And we can start getting back to some semblance of normalcy, knowing that school in September is going to be more normal with all the teachers double vaccinated. There, there is an end in sight. And... Do I believe that this is going to go away completely? No. I think this is going to be very similar to influenza. I am hoping that science proves me wrong, but I have a feeling that it's going to settle significantly, but I don't think it's going to be eradicated anytime soon. But protecting yourself and part of self-care is getting your vaccination, getting vaccinated. So you're protecting yourself and protecting others. Because I know for me, with my autoimmune condition, I need to take care of my health. And we should be doing that for ourselves and for everyone else. Yeah, yeah I, I definitely resonate with all of that. It, it, it really is a perspective shift, I think, for a lot of us. Just like you said, taking those small moments, taking it day by day, finding the things that you find joy in and making that a priority because we 
don't know what tomorrow is going to look like. We don't know when we're going to get to go and sit on a patio with our friends again. Or Well, apparently we can as of today. Yeah. Well, yeah. I am. Ah! Heck yeah. Let's go to patios. Yeah. So badly. Our stuff is <laughs> just getting to be able to, Yeah. Just to be able to be back with people that we, we care about and that we share those deep relationships with or that we that have been we've been spending the past year and a half checking in on the, to be able to get to go and see those people in person to even just absolutely absolutely I think it's going to be really and helpful for a lot of people to know that some of their feelings are valid through this period of time that we're still navigating um like you said I think it's it's something that we're going to have to continue to build resiliency for. It's something that we're going to have to continue to navigate. And it's, it's still going to be very prevalent in the way that we make decisions going forward. And Oh, absolutely. As a business owner, I can tell you absolutely there are going to be decisions that are made because of COVID for so, so many different things. So we'll have to wait and see what public health says and when public health starts lifting restrictions. I don't know when that's going to be. <laughs> but yes, this is going to be something that people are going to be talking about. We're in, we're in a moment of history. Mm -hmm. My mom said that to me, like we're in, we're making history here. And so for us to say like, oh yeah, we were part of the COVID pandemic and we were working like all the stories we're going to have, like we were working through the COVID pandemic and this is what we did. And yeah, so these are going to be stories for generations and generations to come. I think. Making history. I love that. It's kind of empowering. And when we look back on it, like 20 years from now, Hopefully it feels that way. Like we've achieved something great. We stuck it out. We did everything that we could, the best we could day by day. Um, and, and we're I so think, grateful to be in a hopefully better place. And I think Haley, you have such a good point. We did the best we could. I think every human being does the best they can with the resources they have. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Able Voice Podcast. If you want to find more content like this, please subscribe to the podcast and follow us on social media at MTA Haley and at MTA.Kimberly to get notified when new episodes become available.